0: And now, here's your resource queen, Alex Litwack. Welcome. With me today is Michelle Qureshi. She is an award-winning artist, composer, who plays a wide variety of instruments, all with the intention of creating healing aspects of sound. Hello, Michelle.
1: Hi there, Alex. Thanks for inviting me today on the show.
0: I am excited to have you here because I have heard you play, and it was some of the most soothing and nurturing music that I'd ever experienced, and I was just in a conference room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes, that was a lovely experience.
0: How did this path start for you?
1: I loved music from a very young age. I think I was uh, totally intrigued by when uh, the the Beatles cartoon came out and uh, suddenly the toy of choice was a guitar. To get, and then that laid um, dormant for a while. And then w- when I turned 13, I did buy my first guitar and started t- teaching myself um, all kinds of things on, on fretted instruments for the most part. And uh, it wasn't later until um, my Um, 20s that I decided I actually wanted a classical foundation in music so I did that I went to music school got a bachelor master's degree and then again kind of went dormant (laughs) so in reality it's been really almost the last 10 years that I've been composing music and performing in the types of music uh, that I do in different centers, uh, kind of yoga studios or concerts, this kind of thing, retreats. And that's, that's where the path is.
0: I think it's interesting that it laid dormant, this talent of yours and all that training of yours. It sounds like it didn't fit with what you thought you were doing in the rest of your life. So what, what, brought, it, what brought this reawakening?
1: Well, I think, you know, though I say dormant, we know nothing ever really is. You know, we look at uh, the winter months and act like nothing's happening and all the work is happening. So I think when I, let's say, reawakened, because the uh, the time was right for it, I had all this knowledge that now kind of fed me intuitively. And so that's been a beautiful part of just being... Patient and waiting. Um, I believe there will not be another stage of dormancy, but um, just constant creation.
0: What inspires you? Many, many
1: things, but first of all, and I think this gets overlooked a lot, sound inspires me, sound itself. um, The way it hits not just my my ears, but my heart center and, and my mind and my curiosity, my imagination. That being said, being out in nature—I don't want to sound like clichés, but it's absolutely the truth. You know, walking in a forest, uh, doing the forest bathing. Um, when my daughter was in high school, she was a um, a row varsity rower at the uh, Eagle Creek Center here, and uh, not young or too young to drive herself. So I had a good chunk of time during those daily, weekday practices, to just walk through and, and, you know, listen to music in my head, and it was a really creative time.
0: Was the guitar the first instrument you picked back up? Yes. And did you start composing right away, or were you just trying to get back in the swing of things by doing classical music?
1: I think what it was was I came back into music when it was possible to create a music studio in your home, which is something, you know, if I draw back to the, the, the studios at school, you know, um, even to the point of big two-inch tape Ampex machine, I can remember, you know, and, and a patch bay. People don't even know what that is now.
0: Yeah, you're dating yourself, Michelle. <laughs> okay. I was a young student, <laughs> but it's a
1: reality, you know, and so... Um, I slowly and very humbly built um, my home studio and and the first album I made here, um, and every subsequent album has been recorded right in in the studio here.
0: Tell us about your first album.
1: The first album of Light uh, came out in 2012. Um, Like all my stuff up until recently, it was self-released, the whole adventure was like Just trial and error, error, figuring out, you know, how do you do this? How do you publish music? How do you get it, you know, playing globally everywhere and uh, hope for an audience to it? It initially was a guided meditation idea that a friend of mine who's uh, local here and she's a, a poet and wrote some beautiful meditation and I wrote this beautiful music and very close to the time when I was ready to release it. I received a message from her asking me to release it without um, without the meditation she wasn't ready for that and uh, so it became an instrumental album that caught the ear of uh, some yogis here locally that wanted to use it in their studios for their classes and then Eventually, I started coming just with my guitar to the studios. And uh, that's been a really, really nice um, service exchange that we've been doing.
0: In thinking about that first album Mm -hmm. and somebody getting introduced to you and the kind of music Mm -hmm. that you are composing, what would be something that we should listen to? I think I would just give a
1: sampling of Awakening Light from that album, but I would at the same time say, you know, I've evolved so much more as a musician, and so has the music. But one thing that really hasn't changed is I feel like there's there is a real peaceful embedding in, in most of what I do, and that just it's like the space between words that you you know you can't quite explain, but you feel. So the sp- the feeling above the sound also exists, no matter how old the pieces are.
0: All right, let's listen to a little bit of awakening light. so peaceful and beautiful to listen to. What came next?
1: I was really uh, interested in exploring all the kinds of music that was coming out of me and uh, in fact there were some Comments on my bandcamp page at the time that you know having so many genres, they it was a little confusing for you know to build a typical fan base, but that wasn't really my interest. I mean, a fan base is the byproduct of people who like your music, and by and large, the the endeavor was about creation and wherever that took me and intuitive sense of what kind of music was coming next. So, yes, I re- I did release a lot more music in the coming time. <laughs> and I, you know, there's there's as much unreleased music on my hard drive to this day as there is released. Yeah.
0: Besides nature, what gives you inspiration in day-to-day life? Do you think about what's going on in the outside world or or does it stem from just very deep, personal feelings?
1: It is the deep, personal feelings. It's the deep, personal love of my family, and especially my daughter. She is so supportive and inspiring, but she herself is such a beautiful, I'm going to say little soul, but she turns 20 next week. So just a beautiful person. Um, and in fact, she has a piece dedicated to her on my, my latest album called Sweet Child.
0: Well, let's take a listen to sweet child. taste of Sweet Child, which is from the CD called Within. Michelle, I am looking at a number of other instruments besides guitar. And there's one that you have that is called a harp guitar? Yes. I, I don't, I've never even seen one of those before. What is that?
1: Well, um, first of all, it's uh, made by a company called Timberline out in California. A couple shows ago in uh, Nashville, the, a big music show there, um, the vendor was there and asked me to sit down and play and uh, said I was a natural. So <laughs> a few months later, I actually uh, invested in one. And what it is is basically your six-string guitar neck and then six more bass strings that are not fretted. They are just like a harp, just played by being plucked so um, when you get playing this instrument you have all the energy of the vibrations even if you're not playing the strings and and that's one of the uh, beautiful aspects of it it's a lot of fun
0: the harp part is in tune with the guitar part
1: well it just keeps going lower so your your standard guitar tuning your lowest string is an e okay on this. and then this continues to give you a d c b a g and f greater range. Deeper range, yeah. Your bass is extended. And since you can see it, you probably see how thick the strings are getting. That must be really fun to play. It is. It is. Yeah. Unfortunately, I acquired it right before all the gigs and things were closed down. So I hadn't had that much opportunity until recently at retreats and uh, whatnot to bring it out.
0: When you go to a retreat, what is it? What is the expectation?
1: Of, of what you're going to do. My most recent retreat was uh, really beautiful because I went as both a practitioner and a participant. <laughs> and that was uh, that was special, and I think that's something I should do more of. The retreat where we met, the expectation, um, I would just provide kind of the ambience, the kind of music, and I've been doing that for years. <laughs> and it's really like, it's not something I, practice I'm already tuned into that kind of thing you know I don't know what I'm going to play and it, it's just part of the the moment and the people gathered there and I'm honored that they just trust me so many people do with with just providing what comes true
0: it's truly improvisational then
1: yes yeah I almost can't pick up a guitar without starting an
0: improvisational thing.
1: And then it's a matter of tracking and saying, okay, is this developing into a piece? And, you know, I don't think anything ever leaves me. Like, it might short-term. <laughs> but I think that stuff, those, those, those flavors and sounds are all embedded somewhere.
0: I see a mandolin. I see, I think, a ukulele, yes. a banjo, and some other instruments over there what brings you to pick each of these instruments and, and play?
1: Well, different opportunities, really. Um, it's funny you mention a mandolin because uh, back in the day, the... Um um, I did get a mandolin when I was a teenager from, from my parents for, for a present and uh, I was really into Seals and Crofts music. You know? I love Seals and yeah. Crofts. And that mandolin playing yeah. and I think also Jim Messina and Loggins and Messina were, uh, use mandolin now and then. So
0: I also see a didgeridoo. Now, what do you play that you use that instrument Well, the didgeridoo I use for uh,
1: both my sound immersions and for some of my recordings. And uh, in particular, the didgeridoo is featured on my piece called The Walkabout on the album Meditations. And I've combined the sounds of didgeridoo with the Native American flutes I play, as well as, of course, guitar and some other uh, ambient sounds. All right, well, let's take a
0: little listen to the walkabout. Michelle, that was a a beautiful, inspiring piece. I'm totally digging this. I don't play one instrument, so (laughs) this this is very overwhelming. So I, I love that you have all these instruments that you're willing to experiment with, follow, listen, shift blend
1: yes yes it's it is a beautiful thing to not only take these acoustic instruments but then blend them with all the potential of what's available in electronic music which is really fascinating
0: so something is simmering let's say and you've picked up an instrument and you like the way it starts to sound Do you then come into your studio and lay down that one track, or do you try to expand upon it right then and there? It depends,
1: really. Um, A lot of times in the past, in fact, the whole beginning of that album, Within, it consisted of a dozen songs all starting with the word with, like with hope, with joy, with hesitation. And I was just in such a writing mode, but I did not literally write down anything. <laughs> and when I sent it out for as the uh, as a demo tape to um, to Mindstream, which it ultimately is the uh, label um, that I'm an artist on right now, they said this is great. We just need to re record everything. And I had some grueling time spent trying to figure out how did I play that, not because. They were that complicated to play, but what was complicated is I constantly use alternate tunings. I use capos and partial capos and different placement. And there was there's a couple pieces that are just in the in the ethers. They'll they'll never come back. <laughs> but it was quite a process. So to answer your question, nowadays when I start getting an idea, I'll generally open my laptop and start scoring it, um, just the solo guitar part there, and then. Eventually, and this has been a slow process lately, I will come in the studio and record it and look and try on you know, so many other things around it until a piece uh, is, is born. And this is basically the, the path that I had for the most recent single I've released. That's Night of a Thousand Stars.
0: And what is Night of a Thousand Stars about?
1: It is really evoking that feeling of beautiful stars at night. You go out, you feel this, and uh, it has, um, I composed it actually on the harp guitar. And when I came into the studio to record it, I used both steel and nylon string instruments, as well as uh, some things available to me on the keyboard. And a really interesting, like sweet story about this is uh, we had some neighbor friends over um, way before the release and they were just uh, hanging out with me and Layla and this is like a you know an eight-year-old boy and a ten-year-old girl and I was just curious how you know because I had the master track but it wasn't published yet and I was curious how it struck them they didn't know the name they didn't uh, know anything about it and I put it on you know played it on my phone and within a couple measures, the little boy started saying, I see a night sky full of stars, and me and Layla just like, we just stared at each other with our mouths open. It was just amazing the way he, he picked up, like he has this antenna anyway, so he just picked up this uh, this whole imagery that was embedded in it that must have made you feel so great it did yeah love these kids yeah it was really cute
0: but for them to get it
1: yes yeah yeah he just nailed it and i mean like it hardly get left left the first section before he knew it
0: all right well let's see if we can get that same imagery from night of one thousand (laughs) stars You can see the constellations in the sky how great is that that is so great so what is your wish michelle with your music what is your dream come true
1: my dream come true is really just that this music can reach on um, as many people as it can help and facilitate something in their growth and their path and their healing, uh, if, if if it be so. But my wish would be that to be, you know, less and less important as I just kind of expand and use my music really not for an aspect of success defined by industry standards, but to be a success for my spiritual growth. And that's something that just came out of that retreat i mentioned um i came home with that realization so i think that was really powerful because we can spend time a little bit you know knocking our head against a wall with some of these things and uh, trying to rebuild things uh, post pandemic and get out and playing and sharing these sounds whether it's guitar concerts or the sound immersions i do that's that's really all i want is to just you know connect and uh, unite other people and send these this you know ever-present peaceful vibe that my music emits
0: well i am feeling your peaceful vibe just sitting with you michelle if someone is interested in learning more about you finding your cds inviting you to participate in a sound healing or a workshop how do they reach you
1: well, um, I would love you to uh, take a look at my website, which is simply dot com,
0: and Kareshi is spelled Q U R E S H I Michelle dot com. Yes, and then of course, um, it's always
1: a great support, uh, locally or globally, to have you follow me on whatever streaming service you use, uh, whether it's Apple Music or. Or Spotify, Pandora, etc. And then, of course, you know I have my YouTube channel, my Instagram, my uh, Facebook page, Twitter, etc. <laughs>
0: well, Michelle, you are shining your light, and lucky us that you are. Thank you so much for being a part of the show.
1: Thank you. It's such a pleasure.
0: How many medications and supplements have you tried to deal with your anxiety, insomnia, inflammation, or pain? Have you considered hemp-sourced CBD? It is such a powerful and profound way to work on a wide variety of both emotional and physical issues. CBD works on a system in your body that strives to get you in balance. No matter the health challenge, CBD may be your best option. Learn all about it at CBDJubilee.com. Today's show has been sponsored by CBD Jubilee, bringing you health and happiness every day. Thanks for tuning in.